It's only four words. This is something something Bronco. This one's for Pat. Guys, this man is There's only one person that carries the ball right here. Tim Tebow back in the system. Featuring Mike DeSico and Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined as always by Mike DeSico. Mike, what's yeah. up? What's new in Broncos country? Well, everybody's hurt or facing charges. It's the annual off-season tradition. You know, everybody around the league is dealing with injuries, and it's awful. And you hear people talk about how can we change preseason or training camp to minimize injuries. And I'm not sure you can. It's a sad, awful part of football, and here we are. You know, you hear people talking about how can we make training camp safer so these injuries don't happen. And I'm not sure you can. It's a sad, inevitable part of football. So we have to deal with it, right? The list as it exists on this Friday, August 4th. Uh, we, we, we've lost KJ Hamler. He had some sort of weird heart condition. They, they hope to bring him back. Um, we'll see. I don't know. He's seems to be pretty fragile. And I would not be surprised if we never see him again. Which is... I, I, I don't know why we'd continue trying to put eggs in that basket. Um... I hope his heart turns out well, and I hope he can find a career, but I don't see why we. it has to be in Denver. I, it sucks, but I think the time is to move on. And then there is Tim Patrick, which I don't know if you saw the video of him. He just, like, he like made a break to, like, go downfield and just crumpled up, torn, Those... torn Achilles. It, it, it turns out that his Achilles was his Achilles heel. Yeah, and he had surgery this morning, and evidently it was success. Recovery time was approximately six months, so that means he could be back in time for the playoff run. Yay! Yeah, that's not gonna. <laughs> I would be surprised if we see Tim Patrick back. I, honestly, like. Yeah, and that sucks. I remember, like, what, three years ago, I was like, if I had, to, if I could keep one between Patrick and Sutton, I would keep Patrick. So I've been a longtime fan of his. He seems like a good human, and it's just done. It just sucks. It's he deserves a better hand than he's been dealt. Yeah. Jonas Griffith. I mean, it sucks on an individual level. As far as the team goes. Torn ACL. Inside linebackers position that we can put a next man up and we're going to be fine there. Tim Patrick is obviously the bigger loss because after Sutton and Judy, you have a lot of maybes and what ifs. And you even say that Sutton is a maybe. And so is Judy. Judy's never played a completely good season before. Marvin Mims. He's an unknown. What if this is like the. The stage is set for Marvin Mims to come. Well, and Brandon Johnson's been getting a lot of uh, hype. Um, Jalen Virgil was my guy last year, but I haven't heard a single word about him this year. Yeah, it's well, you know, it's weird. It's like other teams, the they allow video of their training camp, public training camp practices, and the Broncos, for whatever reason, or they put the clamps down. They won't. They won't allow the media to do it, and I don't think that the um, general public can do it either. And so. Yeah. Uh, it, that's the competitive advantage uh, these last few years that have made all the difference for the Denver Broncos. Is- well, this is just me going on a limb here, but I don't think Sean Payton liked Nathaniel Hackett and the way he did things. That's just me going out on a limb. I have nothing uh-huh. to back that up. 
I think you're right. I I um, get that feeling. But you know, this sounds like a knee jerk reaction to it was too loose last year. So you know, I'm gonna show everybody how big my self is, you know, I'm going to be old school, you know, Belichick parcels, and we're going to lock this down. There's going to be a new sheriff in town. So to me, it seems kind of silly because this team needs to make it good with its fans. And this is like one little harmless way to do it. Everybody else does it. It seems, it seems silly and draconian. It is silly. Like no one, no one's going to be stealing the Broncos playbook from, from watching third team coverages well, on if, the practice if, field. And if team really want to do that, they have somebody sitting on the berm watching it anyway. And recording it secretly. Yeah, you know. Josh McDaniels. Al Davis's ghost is sitting out there <laughs> rattling his chains and all of that. But I don't know. It just seems an easy thing to do for fan goodwill. So why not do it? There's no competitive advantage that I can tell, but. Maybe just Sean Payton showing everybody that Sean Payton is not Nathaniel Hackett and he's in charge. And, you know, we're, we're football players. We're tough now. Well, there could be an inside advantage from all the uh, for the gamblers uh, like Yo, Yoma or Wazuki. Yeah. Let me ask um, you. Let me ask your opinion on this, because I've been debating this in my head. Hmm. People have always gambled on sports. And I thought going with all this, you know, legal online gambling was just going to cause trouble. Silly you. Well, but my question, has it caused trouble or has it just made it easier for them to catch the stuff that's always been going on? You know, is it has it made enforcement easier or has it made the problem larger? Well, I don't know. And 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 to that end, uh, does it does it matter? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ian, Ian St. Clair from Mile High Report would be the person we'd want to ask about this. He's our resident expert on that. But my thing is, this, you know, are people gambling more? Or is it just easier to get caught now? I think it's easier for the players to get caught. Mm -hmm. I think there yeah. are now safeguards within the building that um, keeps them that, you know, they, they won't just outright block the gambling sites, but they will uh, they will flag them so that they get a record of everybody who visits the gambling sites. Yeah. And so, I mean, is there more gambling going on now than there was 10 years ago? Who knows? Well, so he got in trouble because he was betting on the Broncos and players that were in the Broncos games like a, and like he was during the, the Cardinals game last year. Yeah. And as with a lot of things, it's the cover up as much as the crime. And he was trying to like hide his tracks and falsify records. I believe I read, which I believe somebody else around the league tried to do. So he said he was, that, that he was using um, an associate's uh, account or something like that. And so, gotcha. so it, it was like, so he, he's like placing bets. Number one. Probably, yeah, right. <laughs> He's probably placing bets at the facility using, you know, John Smith's uh, uh, account, and and John Smith is nowhere near the facility, and so it's clear that it's, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can put the well, it's like connect that, uh, the dots. It's not exactly like a murder she wrote mystery. Well, no, it's like, did you read about that NBA player who got ten years in jail for defrauding the like uh, NBA Players Association out of like five million dollars their uh, health care funds? Because um, they like. Uh, said he was like getting a root canal and a, a crown in Los Angeles while he was actually in Taiwan playing in the league. And it's stuff like that. And like you just said, I mean, come on guys, you're making it really easy to get caught. You think you're being clever, but I mean, they can tell when you log into the Wi-Fi. they can tell whose phone was where and you're making it really easy to get caught. Right. Well, and yeah. And there's also video surveillance in, in the facility. Like Tim Lynch said uh, right after this happened, 
Uh, well, actually, I guess, yeah, I guess it was right after it happened. It was when you were traveling. Remember when you were on vacation, Mike? Yeah, that was pretty sweet. <sighs> yeah. So there is video evidence of, of basically what everyone is doing in the building at any given yeah. time. And so if there was a bet placed at X and he was in the facility, they could theoretically find the footage of him placing the bet. Yeah. And I mean, well, talk about being caught red-handed. Well, I, I know I remember like I'm going off on tangents here, but I remember uh, some uh, kids put on like the masks and vandalized their high school. But what they didn't realize as soon as they went on campus, their phones automatically connected to the Wi-Fi network. And so they're able to tell who it was. You have to figure in an NFL event, they're like, his phone was online at this time. Maybe even here's like, you know, here's the sites they went to. I, I don't think the players have to realize they don't have an expectation of privacy when they're at the facility like you say there's cameras there's digital surveillance going on right it's like it's, it's so might it's, as well be like your employer looking at your at your browser history. yeah it's like just i'm disappointed he got caught uh was gambling and everything but i'm more disappointed about how how dumb he was did you like think you're gonna get away with that to bet on like, your own team and yeah, you players gotta, on your team you have to know you're going to get caught i mean he was doing this at college too so you know, I guess you do it once and you don't get caught. You feel bolder the next time and then you're bolder the next time after that. But well, he thought he saw the no matrix until it collapsed on top of him. Yeah, there's no happy ending for this. You're not some criminal mastermind who's going to get away with this. Careful, so Lex thought, Luther. Yeah, I just don't get it. <laughs> I just it's like the people who are like uh, doping and everything. Maybe enough people are getting away with it that we don't know about that makes these people feel, well, I can too then. And so maybe enough people are getting away with the gambling that haven't been caught. So we don't know about it that makes them feel, well, I can get away with it too, but I don't know. It seems like you're going to get caught. So why are you, why are you even taking the risk? So we've covered the injuries. We've covered the gambling. Um, so we really hit some touchstones of positivity. Uh, in yeah. this podcast, uh, this, this you know what? Uh, rainy Friday day here in new England. Can uh, I give you some good news? Yes. And one week from today, the Broncos play a football game. No, shut up. Like football or preseason yeah. football? Pre well, the closest approximation the Denver Broncos can get to an NFL football game will be a week from today. It's actually probably as closer to a real football game than what we experienced during the last month and a half of last season. So I, I, I fully support this football game that's coming up a week from today, yeah. next Friday. Of course, um, I'm gonna. it's going to be awful because it's a preseason game and I'm going to watch every snap of it and I, I, I can't wait. And I will ask you, what do you want to see? And I think if the answer isn't Russell Wilson, you're lying to me. So what else do you want to see? What, what, what's got you excited? Oh, you know, uh, seeing how Arizona is uh, recovering after Cliff Kingsbury. Um... That's, that's the number one storyline as far as I'm <laughs> is the post-Cliff Kingsbury era and how it you know, goes. Kyler Murray, how he's matured, uh, he's hurt, signing right? his contract. Those, those are really the the pressing things. I'm really excited to see. He's hurt though. He's not even going to play. He's out for like several months, right? Oh, I don't know. Is he? I believe. I'll so. be honest with you. I am completely bullshitting you. I am. I am really interested in Russell Wilson. Oh, well, I mean, like, but like, say what else? Like, <laughs> we've been hearing about this. Uh, you know, the training camp darlings, and this year it's the running back Jaleel McLaughlin, right? What about Lil Jordan? Well, we're going back to Jaleel, then we'll get to Lil Jordan. I love the name Lil Jordan. Like It's like, hard to take a dude named Lil Jordan seriously. It's like, 
come on, mom, you got to give him a better name than that. Or at this point, you just go by Jordan. I was uh, having beers on my porch last night with uh, a friend of mine who lives down the street. And, and he, little, little Jordan came up. It's not little. Yeah. It's not little. It's Lil. Lil. L-I-L apostrophe Jordan. Oh, Wait I know. Him. I'm aware. Uh, and he didn't believe me. He was just like, no, that is not a, a that's person. not a real name. No. Yeah. That's and a, I was like, no, look, look, it's hyph- It's got an apostrophe in it. And so, everything. Yeah. And, and then, and then I was shocked because, uh, it turns out he actually played a little bit for the Patriots. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, you are clearly not a Patriots fan. If you don't God know, well, I mean, nobody was a Patriots fan. They were all clearly just bandwagon fans and they were know, high on the winning and I don't blame them. Yeah. yeah I don't blame him either, but you know, let's be honest. <laughs> um, it's 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 like, it's like my theory that there are no Rockies fans. Colorado isn't a baseball place. They're just fans of going to Coors Field and having a beer. That's my theory. It may be wrong, but that's like there's there's no Patriots fans. You were just hype fans of the hype. In all fairness, he is more of a Cleveland Browns fan because we were watching the preseason well, game last night, the Hall sure, of Fame sure. game. Because you know when you can. Uh, Hitch your wagon to a god awful franchise that employs sexual assaulters and all that. You got to do it. I don't. I don't blame him. The real reason is why aren't we fans of the Cleveland Browns? Uh, well, we very well might be the next yeah. in, in, incarnation. I mean, if if things don't start turning around, we could very well become the Cleveland Browns. The losing I could deal with. If they had got Deshaun Watson, I think I probably would have stopped being a Broncos fan. And maybe I would be a Browns fan in that situation and be all about Baker Mayfield, who maybe sticks around in that scenario. Um, but I think what the Browns did was despicable, and there's screw them. Did you hear about their plane? They, they apparently, tra- they apparently I'm, trashed I'm picturing, the plane. Well, I'm picturing a plane like in Major League, like a propeller plane. <laughs> you know? With lightning strikes around it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm picturing, first of all. But no, I didn't hear about it. What happened? Yeah, I guess they they like the team trashed their plane, and uh, somehow it got delayed or, or they weren't able to put it back into service right away or something like, but it, like ripping out seats partying like i don't know like i i just playing? had this vision like, of them like pulling out the life vests and like pulling the, the thing and having inflating inflating, uh, and, inflating the emergency uh boats and ramps and yeah, yeah while like while in the air like i mean how i mean other than uh deshaun watson spilling massage oil all over the plane i can't really imagine how they could trash well, it and again going back to an early theme is how do you think you're going to get away with this? Are you like, ha ha, no consequences for me as you're ripping a plane out, uh, seat out of an airplane or, you know. Riding the beverage cart down the aisle. Something, you know, it's like, <laughs> did you, like, what do you think is the end game here? And as a teacher and a parent, I asked that question a lot. Like, what did you think was going to happen because of your actions? And these are grown men. So, but, you know, the Browns only deserve bad things. So, cool. Maybe they should take a bus from now on. They also have a white helmet this year. Did you know that? I did. And I remember they tweeted to like the Bengals, like, oh, look at these guys being original. Like white is like some thing that the Browns discovered. It's like, hey, guys, yeah. look, it's the opposite of black. Nobody's thought of this before. And it's like, come on, Browns. Well, and to be honest, the, the, the Bengals had the Siegfried and Roy, Roy white tiger. Uh, I like that helmet a lot. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But, uh, you yeah. know, you can't you can't go white tigers. Without Siegfried and Roy. Remember that. That's true. I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing if this running back is the training camp darling or maybe he's the the new guy. Um, Javante has been having a good a good little camp. He has been. I've been really impressed because normally like you get these guys and they're back, but they're not really back for six months after playing, you know? So 
maybe we have the exception to the rule and maybe Javante is going to be able to contribute more than I was expecting, which would be amazing. That would be amazing. Wouldn't it? Just to have like a great Javante season. Like it's we, we've, we've like seen previews of coming attractions and because it's, it's almost we had happened. Sh- yeah, because it was a double bill with uh, Melvin Gordon. And so you had to sit through the Melvin Gordon to get to the Javante Williams. So, you know, we all wanted to see a healthy dose of Javante and hopefully we get that this year. But all right. So what about Russ? The reports out of camp are that he's not looking as crisp as we would like. Is that would you say that's a fair characterization? Well, because there's no video, I'm just reading the same Twitter reports that you are. And by the way, they are Twitter reports. They're not extra. Whatever this is. Let's let's be honest. But part of me, I you know, I saw some people were like, you know, you want to see your quarterback making these mistakes because they're taking chances, blah, 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 blah. And I don't fall into that camp, but he's learning a new offense, all that. There's going to be growing pains. The defense is usually ahead at this time anyway. So I wouldn't say it's unexpected. If it's not unexpected, I'm not going to be concerned. If the third preseason game and all of that rolls around, we're still having the same conversation. I think we should be concerned. But right now, the defense is going to have the upper hand. Russ is learning a new offense. There's he has lost two of his wide receivers already. So Yeah, so I, I'm i not worried at this point. I'd be more surprised if it wasn't this way, just because that's this seems like it's the natural progression of things, right? The defense starts off faster, as usual. Russ is learning the new offense. What kind of growth is there going to be? That's what we need to see. It's like, what, what growth? What's... Where is he in a week, in two weeks, in three weeks? September 10th, Las Vegas at Denver. It's coming. It's coming, and we're going to have an idea of what we're going to see here very shortly. So fingers crossed. Hopefully we're turning a corner here, guys. Well, and the big difference with last year, well, one of many big differences is we'll see Russ playing the preseason. So we'll get some of those answers before that first game. More importantly, the coaches will get some of those answers before the first game. So if there's any like retooling that needs to happen, they can. I think it's more important that we get the answers for podcast material than Sean Payton gets the material for, you know, winning and stuff, which is a nebulous concept anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think and I think that's reasonable. I don't think that's me being weird. Not at all. Not at all. No, definitely not. Um, give me a couple players that we haven't mentioned yet that you want to see this uh this first preseason game. Who are you interested in? I don't know if they're going to play. Like Randy Gregory would be nice. I would McGlinchey. like to see uh, Yes, McGlinchey. Yep, yep. I'd like to see, you know, like I want to see the people from last year who were supposed to be the impact players be something of an impact player. <laughs> you know, and under yeah, I first of all I agree and I think one of the position battles I'm interested in is punt returner. You know, that can make a huge difference if you're giving Russ an extra 15 yards to work with. If you're able to flip the field every now and then, it can make a huge difference. And well, we're not going to be kicking those uh, 63 yard field goals. Uh, 64 yard field goals. 63 yards he probably could have made. <laughs> you know? That's crazy. I want to see the punt returner because, you know, we all heard about uh, Montreal last year and he was going to be the guy and he wasn't. And, you know, with the draft and free agent signings, there's always, oh, and he's going to be a great special teamer as well so i'm i'm interested to see how that shakes out and who emerges and if we can actually get some decent play out of the return game this year because it's important it is important right returners are so unheralded and and i'm just glad that you 
you shone a bright spotlight on their plight. And, and I think that's, that's meaningful for this podcast and for Broncos you're country. You're, you're mocking me. And no, dare. not at all. Not at all. Yeah, There's a little mock, a little mock. Uh, no, I'm just looking for a segue because I think we're out of time. I think that's the end uh-huh. of something, something Broncos for this week, for this last week without any sort of Broncos football. Oh man, it's going to be great. I'm just, like I said, last episode, so I'm actually getting kind of hopeful that maybe this can be the season. And I've kind of tempered off that enthusiasm, but I'm assuming as this week builds up to that first game, I'm going to be right back, ready to be hurt again. And I can't wait. <sighs> let's ride. <laughs> pot pie, let's ride, and all that good jazz. Let's, let's ride to a pot pie. Let, let, let's uh, do it. Uh, for Mike DeSico, I am Just Place. You can find us over at milehighreport.com. We are contributors there, and uh, Mike is on the Twitters uh, at Mike DeSico, common spelling, and I am at Jezru, uh, common spelling of that, because who doesn't spell Jezru commonly? Um, so, on that note, uh, have a great weekend, everybody. It's Friday. You made it. Love you guys. Love ya. Can't wait to talk about a real game. Bye. Bye.